everyone. Good to see you again. I'm Claire Milman is my name. Our website is cwowi.eu, Church Without Walls International. Very welcome. Go to our website if you want to know more about house church, because that is what we do. But today I want to, um, my video here on Facebook and on YouTube is about things in life. How do you live your life? How do you walk with the Lord? Last video was about fear not, but how do you do that? And today I want to add an A in part two, because I was thinking about how does it work? Do we have examples in the Bible that people were in a fearful situation and what did they do? So last week, if you haven't seen it, haven't watched it yet, go to my previous video because it talks about thoughts. You know, when the Lord says, do not worry, it means do not take those thoughts. So how do you do that? But today we go to the word and have a couple of examples. And you can also um, apply that, of course, to your own life. First of all, go to John 14. Well, you know, um, John 14 is when the Lord is preparing his disciples be, um, because he is leaving. He, he has to die and he's leaving. So he's talking about the Holy Spirit will come and so on and so on. And in John 14, 3, he says, okay, I go to prepare a place for you. And I think when they listen to the Lord, when I imagine um, be myself being there in that situation, I would have no idea what he was talking about. I'm going and preparing a place for you. And then he says in verse 27, uh, he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So he is preparing them for his leaving, his going, his dying on the cross, and but that he will come back. And But I think they have no idea what the Lord was talking about. So I can imagine all the thoughts racing through their minds, like, what are we going to do? We left all, we, I left my fishing business, you know, to follow the Lord, and now he is leaving. What must I do? He is my provider. We, he was always there. He is my friend. Where would I go without the Lord? And all those things were they were thinking, and then the Lord said, "Okay, but I leave my, I leave peace with you, and it's my peace I give to you, not the peace that the world gives to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid." So that's a commandment: let not your heart be troubled. And troubled means agitated, disturbed, like when there is a calm and there's a peace in a river or in the pond or whatever, or on the sea, you know, when you stir it, when you trouble it, you have those waves. And then you are un unsettled, you are troubled. Let not your peace, let not your heart be troubled. Don't let it stir and, and uh, putting some fear in you. That's what the Lord actually say. Fear comes from the outside, from your natural senses, from your thoughts, from situations that you are in. And of course, the disciples were fearful because Jesus was leaving them and they felt like the whole world was falling apart. So, but Jesus said, okay, I give you my peace. Do not let that peace be troubled. Another example here in, is in, 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 in X12, actually, it's a great example. When you go there, X12, let me see, where is it? It is, um, it says that Herod, um, X12, yeah, that he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And he saw that it pleased the Jews. Wow. And then he seized Peter and put Peter into prison. Well, what do you think when you are Peter? You know, James is killed by the sword and now Herod seizes you and puts you in prison. Of, and then, of course, you know, and you think, okay, he's going to kill me the next day because it pleased the Jews. It will even please the Jews even more when he has also killed me. 
And then it says Peter was kept in prison, verse 5, and there was constant prayer offered to God. And that's amazing. And then verse 6, it says, And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. How could he be in such a fearful situation sleeping? And then it says in verse 7, that an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him and said, Arise quickly. He struck him. When you look up that word, it's not like he was saying, Hey, Peter, wakey, wakey, or just uh, touching him a little bit. No, it actually says he smote him, or he almost had to beat him because he was so sound asleep. How could Peter be so sound asleep when you are in such a, a fearful situation? Because when you go back to John, we were in John, when you go to chapter 21, this is when the Lord restores Peter. You know, Peter, he denied the Lord three times. And then in verse 15, uh, Peter said, uh, the Lord says to Peter, do you love me more than these? He means the, the fishing business and so on. And then Peter said, do you, well, the Lord said, do you love me? Do you me. Do you really love me? Do you want to lay down your life for me? Will you give up everything for me? And then uh, Peter says, you, you, Lord, you know that I love you. I filiate you. I love you like a good friend, but I cannot love you unconditionally. I will. I cannot love you that I lay down my life for you yet. And the Lord asked you the seventh time, Peter, do you me? And he says, Lord, I love you. I filiate you. I love you like a good friend. You are my best friend. And then a third time, and this is amazing, the Lord said, uh, Peter, do you filio me? So uh, the, the, uh, the Lord came back to his level and said, can you love me like a best friend? And he says, Lord, you know, I love you as a best friend. And then what the Lord says in verse 18, John 21, he says, I say to you, now he's prophesying about his future. I say, when you were younger, you girded yourself, you walked where you wished. But when you are old, and remember when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. And actually that happened. Peter died at an old age and he was crucified upside down because he felt it was unworthy to die in the same manner as his Lord. So when he was old, Peter indeed was crucified. He was crucified upside down. But what does it mean when he was crucified? Actually, the Lord is saying, you know, you cannot love me now unconditionally, but there will be a time in your life that you love me, that you will lay down your life for me, and, and you will even die for me. And that happened indeed in his life. So Peter, remember that. This is what this was even years before he was there in prison. You know, in John, John uh, where was it? X12, he was there in prison. How could he be so sound asleep? Because he remembered the word that the Lord spoke him. He remembered that he said, when you are old. Was Peter old now? No, he was not old. So then he thought, okay, I'm not old. And the Lord said, when you're old, you will, you're going to die. So somehow the Lord will rescue me. I don't know how. But he was sound asleep because he had that word from the Lord, that rhema word, you know, that word that the Lord spoke to him personally. And of course, then the angel came and set him free. Amazing. Eh? So he needed that word from the Lord. He held on to it because that was his life. He could depend on the word of the Lord because he knew the Lord. Another example, when you go to, let me see, Mark chapter 4, you will find that the disciples are in a boat and in a storm. Let me see, Mark 4, 35. 
it says on the the evening had come and the Lord said to his disciples, let us cross over to the other side. So it's like, if, if it is like your life, sometimes the Lord gives you a command, let's do this or let's go there. And then they said, okay, they took him along in the boat as he was. You know, you have taken Jesus into your boat, into your life. So he is with you. But then what happened? The great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. Uh, when you look up all those words in, in Greek or in, uh, yeah, it means that actually it was a sudden uh, wind, like, uh, like a hurricane. It suddenly came out of nothing and the boat was filling and they were drowning actually. So what is happening? Can you imagine you follow the Lord? You do what he obeys. Let's go to the other side. And you have the Lord with you. And it says that the Lord was asleep on the pillow in verse 38. He, he was still asleep. Why was he still asleep? Because he knew we are going to the other side. We are not drowning. No, we are going to the other side. So he rested and he was full. Uh, he was peaceful. But the disciples looked at the storm and they think, they thought, oh no, when the boat is filling with water, what happened? And then uh, they, they said, Lord, do you not care that we are perishing? And the Lord arose and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, he said to the sea, peace, be still. Peace means indeed you have to shut up now, shut up and be still. And that word is muzzle. You know, I muzzle you. You know, when dogs are, 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 uh, are how do you say that in, in English? I don't know. When dogs are mean, you know, they put a muzzle on them so they can't bite you anymore. So they can't speak. So sometimes you have to muzzle something and say, you are, you are peace. You are not going to talk to me anymore. Be quiet. And the wind season was a great storm. And then the Lord said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? How could they have faith? They could have had faith because the Lord spoke to them, said, we are going to the other side. Another uh, translation says, where is your faith? Or have you still no faith? Meaning, you you saw me working in your life, right? You know that when I spoke something, it will happen. And I said, we are going to the other side. So why can't, can't you not trust me that we are going to the other side? You will not drown. You will not die. But you will live. So you need, they had that word of the Lord. And that's why the Lord says, why is your faith? How is it that you still have no faith? So he's saying that to you and to me also, if you are in a situation that is fearful and, and you are obeying the Lord and something happens out of the blue, maybe a demonic, maybe this was a demonic storm. I don't know. Could be. And the devil is doing something in your life. You have to stand up and use your authority. And you say, peace, be still. I rebuke you. He rebuked the wind. It says somewhere. Oh, yeah, here. He rebuked the wind. You can rebuke demons. You can rebuke Satan. It says, I rebuke you. Stop working in my life. I will live. And I will not die. And I will fulfill what the Lord called me to do. Wow, amazing. So examples for our own life. And I was thinking also of that scripture in Ephesians 6 when it's talking about uh, the armor of God. Well, I will not read it. It will take too much time. But all those, um, the, the armor consisted of many defensive weapons. There's only one offensive weapon. Verse 17, it says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. And the sword here is the word rhema. And that sword at that time was the word was a Mahira. It was a small sword used when you are in combat and when the enemies close up into in your face that you need that sword 
uh, that small sword to kill him actually, and that is the sword. It, the, the word his sword is not uh, logos, you know, the whole word of God, but it says rhema. So when you are in that fearful situation, when the enemy is against you and you feel like you are dying, like you will not live anymore, you don't know what to do, you need that sword of spirit, you need that rhema word of God. So when you do not have that rhema word of God yet, I encourage you to be still. Uh, take some time to worship him and be in his presence and hear from him what he says about your situation so you can be at peace. Because the battle is in the mind and you have to keep his peace at all costs. Do not let that peace be stirred. You know, have that peace of the Lord and that peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds. In Philippians 4, verse 6. So for this Christmas time, I'm praying for you that you will have peace. The peace of God will be with you. See you next time. Bye-bye.